Everybody. So good. So good. Hey, I want to pray if I can real quick for uh, another one of our churches here in our community that God is using in a powerful way. Today is, is the two-year anniversary at City Hills Church. They meet over at, at the movie theater here in Bernie and uh, Pastor Mitch and Brandy Rose. We want, to, we want to lift them up today. It's been a great two years, but I want to pray that this year is even better than the first two. Amen. Come on, God is a God that is advancing. He's moving. He's progressing forward, right? So God has greater things than new things, even for that fellowship gathered there today. Just grab somebody's hand next to you. If you would, you guys have been standing up and singing your guts out today. Wow. It's awesome. God, thank you so much for your presence. There's nothing more that we long for. We just want your presence, Lord. Uh, you're better than, than uh, a singer. You're better than a, a drummer. You're, you're better than even a pastor. Lord, the presence of the Lord is what we long for most. Isn't it right, guys? Come on. Mm. It's so good to be with you. And God, we know that your presence is not just with us, but it's a, you're able to cover a multitude of locations today, one of which is our friends and family members at City Hills Church here in Bernie. God, thank you for pastors Mitch and Brandy Rose and for their leadership there. Thank you for the anointing on their lives. Thank you for calling them. And God, we, we just celebrate with them today for the lives that have been changed over the last two years. But God, we know that you're not finished. We know that there are still lost people that need the good news of Jesus. And God, we, we pray that you would continue to just strengthen them in the days to come and give them clearer vision, God, new dreams, God, things that you want to accomplish and do here in the hill country and around the world. But, but we, we celebrate with them today, two years. Wow, God, thank you so much for their leadership. And pray that you continue to bless in an incredible way. Lord, thank you for your presence here, uh, for changing atmospheres. And guys, I want you to know something today. What you're feeling in your heart right now, whatever that stirring is within your, in, in your, 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 your body, that's, that's the Spirit of God. And he wants to meet you today. He wants to change you. He wants to show you something new. Um, and, and he wants you to walk out of here, I believe, with greater power. With power. Is there anyone here that doesn't want power? No. We long for it. So Holy Spirit, come. Thank you. Have your way now. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. Those of you watching, anybody standing in the back? We need help. Any seats anywhere? We need some seats somewhere. If you've got, hey, I see. Anybody? JJ, we good back there? We're good. All right. <clears throat> Those of you watching online, welcome. Can we just give our online audience a round of applause today? Thank you. If you're watching us online, hey, shoot a note to our, our pastor that's watching right now and let them know how many people are watching with you guys and maybe where you're from today. And um, it's awesome. We're so honored to have you with us. Um, hey, it's great. We, we love the rain, but it's great to have a Sunday of sunshine. Amen. And uh, it's good, but we're glad that you guys are here. The house is full. And uh, for those of you watching online, thank you for being with us today. We, we launched out in a series this morning. Um, it is so, it is such an awesome series. It doesn't have a name. It has a symbol. Kind of like Prince. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you know you're something whenever. It's like Nike. Did they just put a swoosh on something? And you know what we're talking about, right? So uh, this, is, this series is just that bad. It is so cool. That we just have, and I know that there are a lot of images that we could put up there dealing with today's the series on the Holy Spirit, okay? I know we could probably put fire up there, couldn't we? 
For some of you, we could put uh, uh, something that looks maybe like a tornado, like a big rushing wind or something like that, right? Uh, so many different symbols. You know, the, the Hebrew word for the for the spirit is ruach. You know, and it's this this mighty rushing uh, wind. Um, the Greek uses the word pneuma, pneuma, which means you know power and force, and 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 and, and we could use so many different symbols, but. To be honest with you, we just we like this image of, of a dove. When Jesus came up out of the water, not that it's dove season, but when, when Jesus, some of you rednecks are pulling out guns right now and wanting to fire this direction, I know. But, uh, but, but we know that when Jesus was baptized, it says as he came up out of the waters, the Spirit of God descended on him like a, like a dove, right? And so we just, we're going to use that, that imagery uh, this, this series. And, and we're excited about that. I, 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 we've been praying for this and looking forward to this, this series for, for such a long time. Um, there have been, been uh, special plans made. All of our groups, our life groups, are launching out into this study this week. And by the way, real quick, if, if you've not found a life group to plug into, uh, we, we still have some spots. In fact, let's just do this real quick. Let's just call an audible. Um, ben Hameen, I don't know if that's you back there, but would you get the lights up real quick? And uh, it's Benjamin. I just call him Ben Hameen, but I like that. But, but um, if you're a life group leader here and you still have space available in your group, I want you to stand up right now. Any life group leaders still have space in the group? Yeah. Oh, okay. Now everybody look at these people. Oh yeah. There's some cool people. Some awesome right there. The music's you guys, CJ, Cody, look, okay. So listen, if you're not in a group yet, oh, right here, the grand family, yeah, Brian, get up. Amy's like, get up, turn around and face the audience. I want everybody, listen, these guys are going to be hanging out maybe in the atrium afterwards today. It's not too late to find a group. Those, most of those groups launch today or sometime this week. Thanks guys. You sit, ben, you get those lights now so everybody can take a nap. But if you want to find, find a group to connect with, because here's the deal. For, for the next eight weeks in all of our life groups, we're going to be studying the Holy Spirit. For the next four weeks, I'm going to be dealing with it from a, from a message perspective. I'm not teaching your study because I want you guys to, to, to get some new stuff, some fresh stuff whenever you study in your groups. But I'm just excited about this journey. Here's the deal. The Spirit of God is moving today. He's alive. He's active. And he's changing our culture. Do you believe that? And by the way, don't we need the spirit of God to move on our culture? We need him to work. We need him to do something new. It's happening. And some of you go, man, I just wish I could see the spirit of God moving more. He's moving and he's, he's doing, doing something really awesome. If you'll look intently, I believe that you'll see him at work. The, I believe that the primary reason that some of us don't see God moving is because we aren't moving. Listen, if you want to see God move, you need to make a move. You need to make a move. He's at work and he's doing something and he wants you to join with him in that. You need to make a move. Well, if God wants me to move, he'll move me. He could do that. But here's what I've discovered. God's not a forcer. He's a filler. And God could force himself upon you. He can knock you down right now. But, but, but for the most part, we see time and time again, God coming upon those who desire him, right? 
and who long for him, who, who are ready for him. And, and here's what I really believe, guys. If you will open up yourself, if I, I, I said, if you could somehow maybe push in a way the delete button in your mind on what you think or what you know about the Holy Spirit of God, I just think that God wants to fill us up with something. And if, if you'll be ready for that, and if you, God's not going to force himself, but he will fill you if you ask him. So we're on this journey. We're on this, this journey to discover who the Holy Spirit is, who he is, and the, more importantly, the impact that he has on our lives. And I hope that, that you'll join us. I hope that you'll plug into a group. I hope that, that you will make this gathering on, on, on the weekends, a, a priority over these next several weeks, because I believe what's about to take place is going to change your life. That's not to say that what we've been doing has not been life changing, but I just simply believe that, that there's no better time for us to dive in to a study of who the Holy Spirit is. I'm excited about this study. And, and I'm excited about this study because I, I believe there's a lot of confusion out there about the Holy Spirit. And maybe for, for, for good reason, but, but, but I, I want to encourage all of us to be open to all that God has for us. And, and as you open up your life, I believe you're going to discover something new along the way. I believe that you're going to encounter his presence on a deeper level. I really do. Now, 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 I, I want to say this at the beginning as well, and, and you're going to hear this is probably going to become rather redundant for us over our journey together. But, but, but I really believe that this, this next thing I want to show you on the screen is, is so important. You ready? Just because you have not experienced something does not make it not real. Okay. Just because you have not experienced something does not make it not real. And, and, and my concern is for us, when we come to this person of the Holy Spirit, s some of us maybe have not experienced him at, at, at certain levels or degrees that others have. And when we see where they are at, we kind of tend to write it off like, man, they're just weird. Or they're a little off, Right. Um, or, or I don't know if that's really authentic. I think it could listen, just because you've not experienced something does not make it not real. Are we okay with that? All right. We need to know who the Holy spirit is. And even just throwing the Holy spirit out there, there's so many different opinions and ideas that come to our minds. Some of us see him as, 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 a, as an influence, this, this power or, or source of God-given energy. Others may see the Holy Spirit as some sort of a ghost-like force entering and leaving us at will. Others picture him as maybe some sort of a cosmic magician, elusive and vague, and, and he just seems to kind of drop in mysteriously and, 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 and then make some religious things happen, and then just as quickly as he came, he's gone, right? So many different opinions and ideas. And so I thought it would be really good, first of all, just to look at the Bible. <laughs> Isn't that great when a church says we're going to look at the word of God? Amen. We're going to look at God's word in our journey to really discover who the Holy Spirit is. And there's, there's, a, there's a truth about the Holy Spirit that, that I, I think is so important for us to state early on. When you read scripture, you're going to find this. The Bible makes it clear that the Holy Spirit is a person who lives within every Christian. Do you know that? 
If you've said yes to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you need to know that this person of the Holy Spirit and the power and everything that he offers, it's in you. Okay? Um, He's there. For me, it was at the age of nine, I said yes to Jesus. And at that point, the Holy Spirit was deposited in my life. Now, Kate, I wish I could tell you I've always lived for Jesus. The reality, I haven't sometimes, right? I I go this next week into my high school, my 30-year reunion. I graduated at the age of seven, and so I'm anxious to go back and and Doogie Hauser. I'm Doogie Pastor or something. Anyway, um, but there's a part of me that's excited to see all my classmates and to see how our bodies have morphed and changed over the years. Um, but then there's that element like, cause you know what everybody always says. So what are you doing these days? Brown? Um, I'm a pastor. You're a pastor, bro. The spirit came in at the age of nine, but I've not always walked as intimately and close with him. Matt Bell as I, like you have, like I have over the course of my years. Right. But make no mistake about it. He's still there. And even when I'm not walking with him or being controlled by him or under his influence, he's never left me. So I want you to know something today that when we talk about the Holy Spirit, he's not for a certain few. He's not just for the gifted and and the talented Christian. He is in all everyone who is called upon the name of the Lord and is saved. Are we okay with that? He's there. He's there. Now, to what level or degree you're experiencing the work of the Spirit, well, now that's a different subject, right? And if you'll hang in there with us over these next few weeks, I mean, I hope that you'll begin to see how you can experience the fullness of the Spirit. But isn't the Holy Spirit kind of mysterious to us? For, for, for so many, so mysterious. And, and I think because we can't wrap our mind completely around Him and and, and, and we can't see him like a person or touch him or talk. For some of us, we just, we, we've tended to write him off. We, you might say we've kind of clipped the wings of the Holy Spirit, haven't we? What, what, what I believe about the Spirit of God is you cannot tame him. You, you cannot keep track of him. There's this element of, of danger and an air of unpredictability around the Holy Spirit. And I think for so many of us as institutionalized Christians, we've, we've missed out on the incredible relationship with and the power that is available for us through the Holy Spirit. I just think that so many of us have settled for something far less than what God thought of from the very beginning when it comes to the Holy Spirit, not what God originally intended for our lives. Billy Graham said this, he said, man has two great spiritual needs. One is for forgiveness and the other is for goodness. Now just just leave that quote up there for just a second. If you guys don't mind, listen, God heard that first cry in our lives, that cry for forgiveness. And he answered that cry at Calvary. See, God sent his son, Jesus to go to a cross to willingly lay down his life, shed his very own blood so that you can be forgiven. If you don't hear another thing I say today, I want you to understand this. There is forgiveness found in the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen. 
God heard that cry that we had, that need of forgiveness, and he made a way through his son, Jesus. But God also heard that, that second cry, that cry for goodness. And I want you to know that he answered that as well at Pentecost. Listen, God doesn't want us to come to, to Christ by faith and, and then live this life of defeat and discouragement and, and dissension. Rather, God has given us this great gift of forgiveness by also sending us a great gift of the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is that source of, of power who, who meets our need to, to escape from this miserable weakness that grips so many of us. He gives us power to be truly good. And I want you to know that if you believe and you belong to Jesus Christ, there is a power within you available to you that can change your life. It'll make your marriages better. It'll make your family relationships stronger and healthy. It'll even affect people around you when you tap into this power that the Holy Spirit provides. I'm telling you, it changes things. I believe it's the Holy Spirit power that God gives even something called the church to awaken it. To, to make that church once again vital and a growing body. That I believe that the Holy Spirit of God is what is needed to revitalize Christianity. Because I think there's so, so many of us that, that, that we've just, uh, we've just, we've not tapped in to that source. And we're, 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 we're not experienced this, this life to the full, this life that is abundant and overflowing. It's not because God doesn't want to do that in us, but we're just, we've not allowed him to do it in us. Does that make sense to anybody? Unfortunately, it's this power that has, has been ignored. It's, it's been misunderstood. It's been misused. And, and my concern is that by our ignorance, we have short-circuited the power of the Holy Spirit. But I believe all that can change. <laughs> I believe all of that can change. And I believe the same power that conquered the grave, he lives in me. I believe that he is still changing lives today. I believe that the power of the spirit is still healing the sick. I believe that he's still restoring broken relationships. I believe that the Holy Spirit is still drawing men and women back to God. I believe it's that spirit that's in this room right now. That's why you guys felt something. If you felt something today, it wasn't because of, 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 of a person on this platform, but it was because of a person that is circling this room right now. And he's stirring your heart. He's awakening you. And I believe he's saying, I've got so much more for you. And he wants to do that in you. Now, with this growing emphasis on the work of God, this growing emphasis in our culture today on the Holy Spirit and, and the spreading influence of certain movements within the church. I, I believe that it's urgent for God's people to, to understand what the Bible teaches about the Holy Spirit. Are you guys okay with me using the Bible? Okay. <laughs> I, I just think it's so important because the enemy wants to deceive us 
And I believe that he wants to cause confusion and share part truth doctrine or counterfeit experiences. And so many people are sucked into that strategy of his. And so we have some misconceptions about the Holy Spirit. And let's just, some of us are just, we're just plumb scared of him. We're just scared. He's foreign. It's unknown. We didn't talk about it growing up. Or we've seen some kookiness on the other end. Listen, the Holy Spirit is not weird. People are. But he's not. He's not. So I think it's, think of uh, this is of extreme importance that, that we learn about the Holy Spirit and his work on earth today. And, and let me just share something with you. The primary task of the Holy Spirit is to exalt Jesus Christ. Okay. The Holy Spirit is at work. That's what I love about our prayer ministry team. And you know that after every worship gathering, we, we, we have a time of ministry down here at the altar. Um, and and, and I, I love what I hear from our ministry team is, is that the breakthroughs that are taking place or healing that's happening or the word of encouragement being offered, the relationship that's being renewed. I, I always hear them giving glory to the Father. Thank you, Jesus, for doing this work. Listen, man doesn't heal people. The Spirit of God does it. And listen, everything that takes place, the working of the Holy Spirit should always push people back to Jesus. In fact, that's the litmus test. If, if, if there's an experience that maybe you have a question about or, or whatever, or listen, how does that push someone back to Jesus and the message about Jesus? That's the litmus test. The primary task of the Holy Spirit is to bear witness to the son. Does that make sense? Now, I want you to know something from, from this old Baptist boy growing up. I believe that the things we read about in scripture can still take place in our world today. Everything that I read about the promptings and the movings and the, the, the workings of the Holy Spirit of God, I believe are still relevant and can take place in our world today. There's a thought on, on, on the two, just two ends of the spectrum. There's this thought of, of cessationist, meaning that they believe that once we receive the Bible, that, that everything within it, it ceased because now we have the word of God. I'm thankful for the word of God and it is my guide and, and I read it. I read it in 90 to 88 days actually because I'm an overachiever. Um, but, but, but I believe it and it's what guides this church and this body. Okay. But, 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 but I'm not a cessationist. I still believe that God raises the dead and sick people. I believe that there's no marriage that's too broken in which the spirit of God can't work a miracle. I believe that there's no person that's too far gone in which the spirit of God, I believe that prisoners still get saved in prison. We read about that in scripture. I believe that that can still, God still finds his ways through prison doors and cell blocks. Okay. Uh, I believe that drought stricken lands can receive rain and water, <laughs> right? I haven't seen an ark built yet, but I no, there is one somewhere in Kansas or city or somewhere, right? We need to take a road trip. Yeah. And go to Branson, right? And see Soji Tabuchi and all that. It'd be fun. Anyway, okay. focus. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, not just people that believe that, the, that it's, it's ended, is you got people that are on this hyper-experiential type of spectrum as well, as well where, where it's all about the experience and, 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 and all of that, okay? So, so listen, I, I, 
listen, I don't know where you fall, but I just want to let you know where, where I stand. Is that okay? And, and where this, what this church is built on. And in fact, there's a statement in our life group study this week that, that you're going to hear. And I don't want you to miss this. I'm just going to kind of tease you a little bit with it because I want you to dive into a life group and study. But here's the deal. 1910 church is both a, a word and spirit church. Meaning that we hold high and we believe that the word of God is accurate. It is infallible. It is the very breath and word of God inspired to 40 different authors that wrote it down for us. But we also believe that, that, that God is still on the move and, and people are experiencing him in fresh and exciting new ways each and every day. So we are word and, and, and spirit. In fact, I love the quote that's going to be in your study this week in life groups. When you put the word and the spirit together, you get explosive Christianity. I love that. I mean, do you not want explosive Christianity? No, I just want this mild. No, we, we want explosive, the, the, the dunamis, the power, something that is off the charts, earth shaking. Are you serious? You see what I'm saying? When you put the word and the spirit together, you get explosive Christianity. Now let's get into the word of God today. Because when Jesus, before he departed this earth, he promised his followers that his father in heaven would send one that would continue to be with them as they continue to carry out the mission of the father. Now think about it for just a minute. These, these 11 or 12 soon became 11 had walked with Jesus for three years. He's now telling them, guys, listen, <clears throat> I'm about to leave you. Guys, they had left everything to follow him. And for, for their leader, their rabbi, their master to say, guys, I'm, I'm about to leave you. Can you not imagine how their hearts must have sank? Well, what are we going to do now? And he gave them these words in John 14. I don't want you to worry because my father, he's got you and he's going to send one. Look what the word of God says in John 14, 16. I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. You see, Jesus was sharing with his disciples that this person of the Holy Spirit would be with them forever. Now, they didn't really have it all figured out and understand yet, right? In fact, Jesus told them, I want you to go to Jerusalem and I want you to what? Wait. I want you to go. Now, would you agree? There were probably not 11 other men on the face of the earth that had probably been more in step and in tune with Jesus than these, right? So, but listen, and this kind of precursor for next week, there was something else greater that was waiting for them. We're going to read about that in Acts. In fact, I'll share it with you before you leave today to wet your whistle. I want us to see today what the Holy Spirit is doing. Now, I want you to know that the Holy Spirit of God is alive and he's active in our world today. How? Let me share with you real quickly six ways, and then we're going to head out. First of all, I want you to know the Holy Spirit of God, he speaks to us. Have you ever heard him speak? You ever heard God speak? Let me ask you, have you ever read a verse of scripture and there was a new truth that just kind of jumped up at you? You ever, you ever been maybe in prayer or, or listening to a song or listening to someone and, and you just heard what you felt like a stirring? That's the Spirit of God. He speaks. Now, that's great news for us, isn't it? To know that, 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 that God didn't just write these words down <clears throat> and leave us with him, but he still speaks to his people today. In Revelation chapter 2, verse 7, it says, Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying 
to the churches. Man, how we desperately need to hear what the Spirit is speaking, right? Man, how might things be different if we were so dialed in that we could hear him speak and we responded with that? You need to also understand, not only does he speak, but he intercedes. Listen, the Holy Spirit of God intercedes, inter, intercedes on our behalf. He, he comes between so that as to maybe prevent or to alter a, a, a result or a course of events. Hey, listen, if you're a Christian here today, there's probably been a chance in your lifetime that the Holy Spirit of God has saved your tail. <laughs> you know, so, oh, I just wish God, why, why doesn't God answer my prayer? Well, maybe he did. The Holy Spirit just said, hey, God, listen, uh-uh, you don't know him. Or, God, you do know him, but, but God, I know him too. And I just don't know if he can handle whatever he's asking for and praying for, right? There's probably been a time in which the Holy Spirit of God has intervened on your behalf and, 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 and provided you or protected you or saved you from something. Look what it says in Romans 8, 26. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, when we don't know what God wants us to pray for, the Holy Spirit prays with us or for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. I want you to know another thing the Holy Spirit does is he teaches. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm a little slow. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard for me to wrap my mind around things, things that are especially that, that are challenging. And I, I'm, I'm so thankful that over the course of my life, I've, I've learned some new truths and principles from, from teachers in school or teachers within this thing called the, the church. My, my, my parents were, were great in teaching me the truths of God and, and instilling those things in me. But, but listen, I've, I've also not learned just from the study, but I've also learned through, through some of my experiences. And by the way, I just want to give you kind of a foreshadowing uh, of something that I'm going to share with you in a couple of weeks. I, I, I started to share it today, but I did not feel like, I just felt like we needed to kind of lay the groundwork for the Holy Spirit. And you begin to understand who he is before I dropped a bomb on you in a couple of weeks. Because about a week and a half ago, I had an experience with the Spirit that I've never had before. And I want to share that with you in a couple of weeks. I, I, I just, he, he, I had an experience. And, and, and in that moment, the, the Spirit of God taught me and revealed new and deeper and greater things to me. That's what he does. In fact, in John 14, 26, Jesus says, when the father sends this advocate as my representative, that's the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I've told you. You see, I mean, they had experienced some teachings and they've seen the miracles, and, but Jesus began to share things with them and, and now they're confused and wondering, where are you going? What are we going to do? What's going to happen? Hey guys, I want you to go to Jerusalem. You wait, something will happen there that's going to... But listen, the Holy Spirit's going to be here and he's going to continue to teach you. Hey, how teachable are you? Are, are you teachable? I mean, would you open your life up? Say, God, I, I want to learn more about you. I, I, I have not attained it all. God, I, I believe there's still something you want to teach me. The Holy Spirit also leads us. Isn't that comforting to know that the God who made us and the God who, who knows us like no one else knows us, that he's still leading us as we navigate the seas of life? Hey, let me ask you a question. Is, is there anyone else that you would rather be leading you than the God who made you? 
The God who knows you, the God that has your future mapped out and planned for. And I know, I know that sometimes it can be frustrating because we just want to know, God, what, what's going to happen tomorrow? I have my schedule planned tomorrow. I just share, I know I've got an appointment at eight o'clock in the morning, but after, I don't know what's going to happen, but God does. Here's what I'm doing. I'm going to wake up in the morning and, and I'm just going to say, God, listen, whatever you have for me today, I'm going to trust that and I'm going to walk with you in it. And, and you know, God leads us. Many are the plans of a man's heart, yet it's the Lord's will that will prevail. That's what scripture says, right? And I'm so thankful that God still leads us. And he's not just left us out there to flounder on our own, just to try to figure it out. Hey, listen, some of us are still trying to work hard and we're still trying to take control of the reins and we're still trying to manufacture life. Can I just encourage you with something? Hey, just surrender, give up. Now, I'm not saying that you need to resort to sitting in your lazy boy, eating Funyuns and watching Jerry Springer all day. You need to do something. But I'm just telling you, why don't you just surrender and let God take over of your life and let him become your leader? I'm telling you, your life's going to be a lot better off when you let God take control and lead it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Round of applause. Anybody? Awesome. Good. Thank you. Romans 8, 14 says, for all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. All who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. The Holy Spirit also appoints. I love this. He appoints. What does that mean? Much like the sinner striping on a highway or maybe the guardrails on, on the side of the road. Listen, do you understand that God has placed people in our lives that guide us along the way? We, we, we all have authority figures in our lives, right? Don't we? I know you hate that, right? You want to be the authority. Well, I'm just telling you that, that God has placed authority figures in our lives. And, and, and those people are, are, are meant to, to help us. And, and have you ever considered that maybe God has placed somebody in authority over you for your well-being? Ooh, silence gripped the audience. Seriously, hey, hey, students, teenagers, kids, have you ever thought, Ranger, that maybe God placed mom and dad in your life to help you? Yeah, now, Ranger's awesome. He, Ranger, stand up. Look at this guy right here. That's a B. Turn around, let everybody see you. Look how handsome that kid is. Anyway, hey, mom and dad. Thanks, Ranger. You can sit down. Are you, you come, you stand up. Hey, mom and dad, do you know that you have authority figures in your life as well? Maybe that boss or maybe somebody else elected official. You know what I'm saying? We have authority figures. Have you ever considered that maybe God has placed them there to help us in life? What does God's word say about that? Especially in the church. Did you know there's authority figures? You know, God has placed band or pastors or elders, your life group leaders, your life group leaders. Are you kidding me? Placed in our lives for a time such as this to help us understand God better? Absolutely. Listen, we didn't just throw everybody's name up in the air in the office and say, and grab them like that. We prayed through anointed leadership and God placed them in those roles to lead us. Lastly, I would just tell you this, that God, the spirit of God also empowers us. He empowers Remember, remember what I, I told you about that Jesus sent those 11 to Jerusalem. 
And he told him to what, Ryan? To wait. Because you know that there's something that would happen to them in Jerusalem. In fact, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, look what it says. You will receive what? You will receive what? Now, why would these 11 that had walked with Jesus for three years, are you kidding me? What else do they need? They'd seen the miracles. They'd heard him teach. They had been a part of teaching and miracles as well. Are you kidding me? There's something still for them to experience? In Acts 1, it says, you, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my, what? Witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Listen, Christian, this spirit that lives within you wants to be a source of power and strength within you. He's empowering you to do what? To go and to live for him, to walk with him, to be, to be known as someone. There's someone who's been with Jesus. I see the power. I see them. He's empowered you. Of course, we're going to get to this next week in Acts 2. When that power falls, whoo, it's rafter-shaking power. It's seismic registering power. It is life-altering, life-directing power, changing power. And it's available to everyone who wants it. Stand with me, please, today. In fact, if you're here today I want, and, and, and you say, listen, I want to receive this power. I want more of the Spirit. I want more of it. I want to ask you just to come and just stand in front of this, this, this stage today. Come on. If you're here today, say, I'm ready. I'm ready to go deeper. I want more. Listen, I know some stuff about the Holy Spirit, but I want something new. Come on. Or I don't know anything. And I'm so, If you're open today and you just want more of the power, I want you to come because I'm going to pray over you and bless you today. Hands out forward. Every head bowed and eye closed. Oh, Lord, you fill us. You're not a forcer, but you are a filler. You are a filler. And God, as we ask you, you're going to fill us with hands open to heaven right now. Father, we're asking, Holy Spirit, please reveal more of yourself to us. Fall on us. We need your presence. Ask it right now. Spirit of God. Spirit of God. All fresh.
moment's here. You're not too far gone. A miracle can happen now. A miracle can happen now. Not because of a band or a pastor, but the Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord. He's at work. He's changing environments. He's changing atmospheres. He wants to make you. He wants to fill you. much.